do wait was i talking over you i have no clue <laughs> this is what we can put as our as our sound bite i'm like wait who says what yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm Mario Salazar, along with my amazing pod partner, Angela Morales. And we got three points! Yeah, like my my air horns are back, obviously. (laughs) Yes. So we did beat the wave in their house, which was great. First, the big news that happened just before... We have a new interim head coach, our head coach from the inaugural season, Coach Freya Coombe, is now gone. So really, what does that mean? A lot, and also not a lot. (laughs) Not a lot in the sense that we still have an amazing team. We still have a bunch of fantastic players that are going to play top-notch soccer. But it is an adjustment with our assistant coach taking over as interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Freya has coached for a decade in the UK at Gotham and here at ACFC. Unfortunately, her record at Gotham and her record with Angel City is roughly the same at about 28-29%. Meaning there's more losses than there are wins, which super sucks. Like, I don't think anybody wants to to go through this either as a team, as a fan, as a coach. Like this is this isn't ideal. It wasn't ideal, but something needed to change. And it kind of I think felt for a lot of people based on the style of play that it was almost like this is the system we're just going to make it work somehow some way. I mentioned to someone that you don't complain that you can't make lemonades if you have a bunch of oranges. And you right. switch the program up and make some orange juice. Like, you you got to figure right. something out. If your system isn't working, you got to do something else. And unfortunately, I don't think Freya seemed open to it. I, I mean, honestly, we don't know the, the inner workings. Right. And I'm not a coach. I'm, <laughs> I'm barely... I'm barely a functioning adult. So... <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's hard because coaching philosophies are very detailed and intricate and complex, and they're they're not easy things to develop. And then sometimes, and I think this happens to a lot of coaches actually, is where you fall into the groove of well, this is this is what makes sense to me. And a lot of times, yeah, it can it can make complete sense. But when a system isn't working for a specific team. You have to change something and either you're changing the whole team or you're changing the system. And if you don't do either, then you kind of get where we've been at into this like no man's land of what's happening. We know we have all the pieces. Why aren't the pieces working when they've worked? But we've seen them work, you know, and 11 games with only nine points. It's 
a very poor showing of yeah. a season with that. So the the team has decided to move on. She is out and filling in is the assistant head coach. So she is now <laughs> the head coach. Yeah, so Becky Tweed is also one of our gets from Gotham. She was an assistant coach there as well. She has previously coached with the U.S. Women's National Under-20 team, the WPSL Gotham Reserve, and she actually was named the 2021 WPSL Coach of the Year, which, I mean, that says a lot. One of the things we brought up before the San Diego match was that the team needed to attack the goal with like a ferocity that we haven't seen and that's exactly what happened i have not seen the ball move that fast up the pitch since last season like (laughs) we were fast we were like more accurate than we have been all season like it was a different team out there and i there was a big change you could tell and i think everybody bought in very quickly it was definitely that new manager bounce that everybody was kind of hoping for. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to ride this wave. We're going to yeah. keep it going. So, yeah, there's a lot more out there to read about Freya, about Becky. With the way we record our show, we are a week and a half late announcing all of this. Although we did post it on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. So and there's Instagram. that. So let's continue on to our regular program. So on the last episode of Angel City FC, we played down in San Diego at Snappy at Snapdragon Stadium against the Wave. And boy, was it. Yeah, it was a show. Yeah, it was a show and a scorcher. I (laughs) I looked up the weather when we did our last pod and it still said cloudy. And that's why we were saying, hey, bring the sunblock because you can still get burnt with through the clouds. Apparently the clouds didn't decide to show up that day. And no, so and lots of people was, got burnt. Yep. I had one of our, our mutual friends post, don't forget to bring sunscreen. You can still get sunburnt when the clouds are out because she had listened and she was like, now I can't get it out of my head that it's equally as embarrassing to get sunburnt when it's cloudy outside. <laughs> and one of my other friends who he's a season ticket holder that sits in the same section I do. And he had gone down for the game, texted me going, I left my sunscreen at home, was so upset. (laughs) And I hope he had time because he was actually staying in the team hotel and didn't know it until pregame. But I hope he had time to get some sunscreen. But I'll find out tomorrow or I'll find out (laughs) this weekend. So, yeah, I'm not going to name names because I know people who listen to this who know him and he knows. (laughs) Because he was <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, but, I, I did my best on on our Instagram and, and kept posting like yeah. a concerned parent of <laughs> making sure you got your sunblock on and that you yeah. reapplied. Next time, mm-hmm. next time we have a game like that, like reapplication notices, yes. I'll do it when I live tweet the game. <laughs> I'll you, you do it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, yes, we got a beautiful win, a nice two to one win. So... In the 57th minute, McNabb from the Wave score. And in the 69th he, he minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a child. Sorry. Not, actually, no, I'm not exactly sorry about that. <laughs> Paige Nielsen gave us a great equalizer. And then M.A. freaking Vignola. 
You remember how I said how much I love defender goals? Oh, God. I got two. 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 Ugh. It was so good. We'll leave it at that. Exactly. <laughs> no, it was, it was, what a game. They played a full 90 and they recovered really, really well after McNabb's goal. It wasn't that deflating, like, ah, oh, dang. They I think went they up were one. Playing, it was. Perfect. Yeah, they were playing really well the whole, the whole first half. I mean, they, getting into the groove of stuff with the new coach. Absolutely. New everything. Absolutely. Whatever magic pep rally that. they had. It was really great to see the team play a full 90 minutes. And. Just watching them recover from the McNabb goal, which was a heater. It was a fantastic goal from outside the box. I did not expect a goal to happen at that moment. To Oh, like, oh, okay, my bad. Didi recovered really well. The rest of the team recovered really well. And we pushed to get up the field. And, I mean, it paid off because after another Cedar sinai corner, Paige freaking Nielsen like bodied her way into the box to get that goal and it was absolutely fantastic yes so we're riding high we're riding that wave checking out the standings that win against the first place san diego wave going into the weekend has knocked them down all the way to fifth so yay us and (laughs) and we've actually moved up the table now so we are no longer we're no longer tied for 12th we are now in 10th place firmly by by ourselves yeah and that is because the kc current lost their match now they were winning against washington Mm -hmm. washington squeaked out a win at the very end but super amazing highlight of the weekend from the nwsl was KC scoring the fastest goal in NWSL history at 22 seconds. It's absolutely bonkers. It's insane. Like the pa- 20 Yeah, if if you are a basketball fan, that's a shot clock. If you're a baseball fan, that's I think two almost two rounds of the pitch clock. Like to compare that to other sports, it is still insanely fast. And comparing that onto a soccer pitch like a basketball court is one quarter, not even a quarter of it's like miniature. Is miniature compared to the giant distances. And again, infographic visualizer extraordinaire, Allison Gale, go check her out on Twitter, had an amazing breakdown of that 22 second goal. All the passes, all the touches, yeah. super clean. The ball moved so fast up the pitch and Casey got that. So even though they did lose and we are firmly by ourselves in 10th place and they're still at the at the bottom unfortunately that 22 second goal was amazing and they did hold out most of that game so washington squeaked it out yeah and you know what washington's now in first place so we're 6 points out of the playoffs as it is right now but here comes the chaos there are 10 matches left in the regular season, anything and everything's going to happen. Things are going to be moving. So keep an eye on the standings. Check out Allison Gale's amazing visual standings graphic that, that she has. And, and you can just see the movement as it happens every week. And 
buckle up and get ready. Buckle up and tune into other games. Granted, we didn't start this at the beginning of the season because we only really had this idea in late April, early May. <laughs> but check out other teams, watch games, stream them, get your eyes on games to watch these teams because it is about to get crazy. Like it already is. We've talked about it a bunch, but it it's about to amp itself up. And it's the best <laughs> way to... Just kind of keep learning about it and keep learning about the sport and getting that little peek ahead as to what player to watch for as we keep coming up. So with that being said, our next match is at home. Finally, it feels like forever. Yeah, I know it's been two weeks and it feels like about a month. I feel like the the time between home games sometimes just makes me sad. But it's also I also understand we can't play every game at home this Sunday. On June 25th, we're playing the Houston Dash at BMO. It is Pride Night. I'm super pumped. Ooh. My girlfriend's super pumped. Our friends are super pumped. Like, it's Pride Night's always a little bit more fun than most other games, at least for me, because it's just everybody is just having way more fun. Like, it's a party party, and everybody knows it's a party. Like, I describe coming to ACFC games like, oh, no, you're going to come, and it's a party. Meaning that, like, oh, it's so much fun. It's so welcoming. It's the so great. The atmosphere is exciting. It's different. Yeah. Pride night. Yeah. <laughs> Pride night, everybody likes to show up and show out. And it's always fun. Angel City usually puts on a big, like, street fair fan fest thing beforehand, yeah. which they are going to be doing this We've year. we got a bandana giveaway. Bandana giveaway for the first 12,000 fans, which usually means it's yeah. probably the, really, like, the 10,000 fans and really... So it's it's the way to get you into the door early. So get there early, get in line, yeah. get what you need, all that. Yeah. All righty. Get into the meat of this thing. What are the headlines? What do we need to watch? Who's who's important? All that good stuff. ACFC is a team to watch. And I know I'm a homer. I know. Of course they are. I am biased. <laughs> ACFC definitely is but, a team to watch right now. Yeah, there's a lot of shifting going on. The life of the team is back. The pride in the players is back. The desire to win and like win at what at any cost this weekend. Like I don't know if you saw Danny Weatherholt subbed in in the second half. She posted on her Instagram today, like the like result of rivalry weekend, and her face is like scratched up. I don't know who did it, but like. Don't do that to Danny Weatherholt. (laughs) How dare you? This weekend showed me that we've still got it. And more importantly, we still want it. This isn't like the team doesn't see this as a wash. So neither should we. Like, yeah, the start of the season has been incredibly rocky. It's been a little weird, but okay. You can definitely tell that they're ready to rock and roll. Sid LaRue posted a bunch of pictures from before, during and after the game. And her caption on it, it said, just quote when angels fight like hell and i was like oh we're Uh, here like they've got a this is day one this is a reset button this is a watch yourself because you don't actually know who we are they've lit a new fire they are ready to dust off the first half of the season let's go full steam ahead with that second half i'm here for it absolutely this is this is gonna be great i mean like we said here comes the chaos. Let's 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 take it all the way through. <laughs> exactly. And yes, we are on the hunt for the playoffs. Houston is actually a little bit closer to the cusp right now than we are. 
like we all want to make the playoffs so cool us too it's that oh you want to get there neat but we're gonna put up a hell of a fight and good luck to you we'll see i'm very curious to see how this match goes this weekend i'm very excited for it i think it's gonna be awesome one thing is that like i was gonna talk about it later but i think it's important to say now houston just played a hell of a match against ll rain in houston this last weekend and it was abysmally hot one of the players for the rain i believe i don't oh shoot i don't remember which team i think it was the rain came off the field and was subbed out just as a like normal sub and just like semi-collapsed on the sidelines it was that hot they had a bunch of water breaks like the there was a draw between both teams and or between houston and ol rain and it's not for lack of trying but i think the heat played a very 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 big part in that because the players were playing in houston the the (laughs) heat the humidity the the just everything is is different it's it's that's the kind of fun beauty of american soccer football it's one the travel is huge right yeah there's stats of like teams flying thousands of miles traveling thousands of miles to play team from la playing a team from new york like that there's huge distances right there's travel is taxing on the regular everyday person like us it's incredibly impactful on professional athletes when they're on and off planes constantly and it's it's a very interesting recovery period. Yeah. And then a different that, climate and and not only adjusting to time zones but different climates. Like you've got the humidity and heat of Houston and oh, then yeah. you've got I was going to Like at, at parts oh. of the season like it gets really cold like early on in the season East Coast teams even here it was really cold in the beginning of the season. Yeah, but LA has yeah, some unseasonably cool weather. Cold yeah, for us. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but, but when it comes to like actual gameplay, let's get get into the nitty gritty about it. The two things I think we need to focus on and improve on are making sure we're passing to our own team and not just the open field. Well, granted, things are in transition right now, but in that transition, we have to make sure we're finding other ACFC players instead of where we hope they're going to be. You want to make sure that your teammates are reading plays correctly, knowing where they're supposed to be, all that good stuff. But also when making that pass, making sure it's a good pass. Yeah, that's the eternal. Just in general. That's the eternal like fan mm-hmm. in me screaming to the void of <laughs> um, just just pass the freaking who ball. Or who are you to? passing the ball yeah. to? There was no one there or wrong exactly. color jersey. <laughs> so and I think I think turnovers are big. Like it's a big fan call out because it's something that we can see and we can see it coming, unfortunately. Yeah. So we definitely from a fan standpoint. Yeah, we have the advantage of we the want bird's it eye. to be better. We have the advantage yeah. of like seeing <laughs> it from above. Yeah, where it almost happens in slow motion at that point. Yeah. But also when it comes to tightening things up, because we and when we talked about tightening up our passing in the midfield, which was way better over the weekend it was amazing. than I've seen it yeah, in a it's, while. It's, so I'm just going to put this stuff out in the universe because apparently if I speak it into existence, it can kind of happen. Because <laughs> last last week I said we need to attack the goal, make sure we're passing well in the midfield, and something else I can't remember right now. But all three of those things is what the team did. So I'm hoping that by saying we need to keep doing all those things, 
making sure passing is a little bit more accurate, just like fine tune it a bit. And then making sure that our set pieces, so set pieces when you have a free kick or a corner kick or anything where you're setting up a play, like you'll see a wall or what have you, the players arrange themselves in a certain way. Our set pieces, we have to get better on converting them. Yes. We have over 50 corner kicks this season, and I think we've scored on like two. Or like it's some ridiculous stat like that where I'm like, no. And like we joke about them being sponsored by Cedar Sinai, but those are expensive. We have to start (laughs) converting them and make them because like I will be screaming corner kick sponsored by Cedar Sinai. Until I'm like 75. I want to make sure they're continued to be sponsored by Cedar It's in my sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Hence the reason it's in the intro. It's always there. It's ever present. And even me knowing what I know and then those corner kicks, the most annoying part is like, as a fan, everything's always going to be like, I could have done that. Which totally couldn't have, like we like pale in comparison to what what the athletes on the field do. But there's a reason why I didn't play soccer. <laughs> I played basketball. I was a track kid. I played a bunch of sports in between. There's a reason why I didn't play soccer. The whenever they whenever but, they yeah. kick it and it like they just launch it just from whatever I can remember at the moment offhand. Like I just picture a bunch of balls flying over everybody like basically mm-hmm. going to the to the other corner or right. it being kicked like too low and then just kind of smashing into the wall like not quite not mm-hmm. quite a pass to not quite like, a short pass so close. but not quite a kick yeah and, and i not blaming anybody like it's you've got you've got thousands of people yelling at you while you're taking these kicks and like it's i'm i'm sure that i would be doing way 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 worse <laughs> but I, I feel like yeah, I I feel like this this new coach kind of I just want them to be better. Yeah, but I feel like like just in what we saw in this first week with the new coach, it's I think the confidence is is there, and I think there's probably yeah. some good communication kind of happening, and even myself, I can I noticed that things were flowing a bit better. Of course, there's always room mm-hmm. for improvement, but things are just getting a little bit crisper you know what i think it was i think i think becky listened what? to our episode last week and she was like <laughs> and just and just three points like, right there like i'm gonna yeah. write those down and and talk talk to the team when we go in i would be so embarrassed like <laughs> not embarrassed just like flabbergasted like don't don't like listen to me but don't listen to me like that <laughs> But no, even when it comes to corners, even as the game in San Diego went on between Savannah, Clarice Le'Beon, and I think someone else took a corner, Claire Clamsley and Janenda are usually our players who take corners, and both of them are out. Claire was questionable. She was dressed for the game, but didn't sub in, which I think was fine, given how we played and her needing to rest her hip. But her and June usually take our corners, so to have Savannah and... Clarice be the ones to step up and do it I think they did a hell of a job things got crisper as the game went on which is dope and that's that's all you can hope for given all the things that are happening right now <laughs> when it comes to this upcoming game and players to watch yeah who, who do I need three to, heavy hitters who do I need to keep my eye out for in this next match because this next match we will both be at the game so yeah 
it's it's at home. We're both going to be there. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have the announcers calling out players for me. So I need to be able to find them (laughs) on the field myself. Definitely. So the first player I want to talk about is Jasmine Spencer. If you watch the game against San Diego, she was a second half sub. I think she had a little bit of a knock, a little bit of a little baby injury to start the season, or they were just testing stuff out. I don't really know why she hasn't been on the pitch, but having her come back on is absolutely fantastic. She's a bit of a stalwart in the league. She's been around for 10 years, I believe, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. She is one of the, like, first NWSL classes, or she's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, she signed in 2013 with the Washington Spirit for the inaugural season. So she is, like, literal day one. Like, we might be day one ACFC season ticket holders, but, like, Jasmine Spencer is a day one, day one. (laughs) Day one First draft class, first, like, yeah, like, she is, she got honored last season when they did the 10-year like celebrations and all that she is fantastic she's played for a bunch of different teams she used to play for the dash and not only is she fantastic on the pitch just she's mostly a defender saturday she got thrown in as an offensive sub and almost scored was a problem for everybody like on the wave she just is everywhere and she's a little compact human. She is like maybe five feet tall. Five one. Five foot she's one. five foot one. Yeah. Five foot one. So she's Thank you, know, you Wikipedia. She she's almost a foot shorter than me. And there is no way that I could beat her at probably anything. She's got hops. Like girl can jump. She is like lightning fast and she's just an exciting player to watch. She's also an entrepreneur. She has her own fully sustainable clothing line called Jazz It Up. And her stuff is really cute. I actually want to look into purchasing. Good branding. Some at good some branding. Point. Yeah, super good branding. And she's a board member for the Black Women's Player Collective, who was just part of the Juneteenth celebration this past weekend. They were part of the t shirt designing and everything that the coaches and players wore for warm ups. So she's. She had a little vignette during the game of like her history with the league and soccer and all that good stuff as a black female player. And she's just solid. Like she's someone you want on your team, both literally and figuratively. Like I want to be friends with her because I just think she'd be a very positive person in my life. Just I don't know her, but she seems so like so chill. So cool. Yeah, it it amazes me. And I know we've had conversations about this offline, too, but how as we learn more about these players, how they're so like they're fully well-rounded. They're like complete. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're complex, complete. And so just beyond what you'd expect. Yeah. A lot of these people have degrees, they have businesses, they have all this other stuff that stems from the, like the early days of, of, the NWSL or women's sports where they had to have the, like the double job hustle and all of that. Luckily yeah, things are changing and, and, and people are getting paid more and, and stuff like that. But I hope that doesn't stop these amazing women doing what they do. Right. And like a big thing you bring up is like 
they went from making like five to ten thousand dollars a year to play professional sports to making four to five to six times that in some cases you're trinity rodman and you have a million dollar contract like these women deserve to be paid at the very very least a livable wage a livable wage but that's a that's a whole nother podcast that i could probably (laughs) soapbox on for a whole freaking generation i was gonna say a livable wage (laughs) at least in the city that they're playing in (laughs) because yes absolutely yeah i have a lot to say (laughs) fair pay (laughs) maybe that's some off-season content we can do (laughs) oh totally that's a good idea so along with Jasmine Spencer on defense, which I don't know where we'll see her coming up, but I'm down for all of it. Our equalizer from last weekend, Paige freaking Nielsen. She's one of my top three players on ACFC, even before she came back last season after her wild condition and surgery and injury and all the things, which we'll get into in a second. She is insane on defense. She is a brick wall. Like, I joke, and not a lot of people know this, but playing basketball in high school, there was a stretch where my nickname was The Wall because anytime I set a screen, someone would hit me and fall down. <laughs> That's what it looks like when someone runs into Paige. Like, she's just so solid. She's ripped. Her sister is fitness instructor. Like, their family is just fitness defined. It's so cool, and it's so beautiful because you can physically see their dedication to both their sport and their interests and it's it's so neat it took Paige a couple years to kind of break into the league and she played in Europe before she signed with the spirit so all of these players like we've talked about have these stories of oh yeah I played over here I went to North Carolina and then I got drafted here and then it didn't work out so I moved over here and they're they bounce around so much and it's so tumultuous so it's nice to see teams that like hold on to players and i hope Paige stays with us for forever i hope so too until she decides to retire she didn't play for a good part of the season last season because during the preseason they're working out a training no big deal she if you have watched the documentary you get a little bit more insight into this i was following along on instagram as it was happening but she Ended up with a blood clot in her left arm, if I remember correctly, due to a condition that happens a lot in people who are really strong and have large muscles where your blood flow is constricted a little bit and weird things happen in your body and that's what happened. And they had to operate and in turn remove a whole freaking rib in order to allow for better circulation. So that sounds painful. Like imagine you get traded in an expansion draft to this brand new team cool you have to move from the east coast to the west coast your wife is still back east like everything is crazy because moving sucks just in general and then you wind up having to go to the er because kristen press was like yo that's bad like you need to go get that like this is not normal you go to the hospital you have emergency surgery And then next thing you know, like, you're just out because they had to take out part of your body so that the rest of your body could work. Jeez, I I stubbed my toe today and and I thought I was going to, like, I just went, I was going to end it. I was was like, I can't, I can't go on. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. And then to be like, okay, so I'm going to miss the first part of the season. I hate this. Go through the mental toll it takes on you coming back from any sort of injury or 
illness or anything like this. Go through all of that to come back and just be a total badass. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and then to come in and score her first goal since the 2021 season. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was thank you. High five. Beautiful goal. Please do it again. I mean, I yeah. I, I wanted to rewatch it today just to see those two goals. And Absolutely. If I'm having a bad day, I'm watching <laughs> those goals. That's that's great, and I really do hope she stays on with us for the long run. We've always said we have a really good stock of players. We just went through mm-hmm. some tough times, and so getting to see a lot of them kind of finally come up. And then kind of yeah. the, the small changes that we saw in tactics, which, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm being told there was changes in tactics. It looked a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like there were changes in tactics. Absolutely. What they were, I can't uh, tell you, but it it, <laughs> it flowed a lot nicer. And then I also Definitely. see that one of your players to watch this time is our goalie. You had a, you had a goalie to, yeah. to, to watch last time. I did. I Like I said, I'm big on defense. I'm big on, like, the players that aren't necessarily the flashiest. Like, you, you're not... Like, you might be a goal-scoring machine, but who's stopping all the other goals? Like, who's who's getting in the way to make your job harder? Because that's always the positions I like to play or, like, the, the things I like to do while playing different sports. Our goalie, Didi Heracic, is... I have, like, a renewed respect for Didi in general. Last season, I was like, oh, she seems really cool. Started following her on Instagram. She surfs and she's actually a fantastic photographer. Like her, her physical skills on the pitch are great, are absolutely fantastic. Like we mentioned last week, she was back up to Kaylin Sheridan when they were both at Gotham. Didi went down for a little bit and immediately Kaylin ran over from the other side of the pitch to make sure she was okay. Like, like we said, all of these women are intertwined. All of these women know each other. They've played with each other and they care about each other. And that was so evident last weekend when that happened. Oh, we'll post the picture. I retweeted it because Jackie from Women Kickballs posted it. And I was like, oh, instant retweet. But I, in watching the ACSC documentary, it really hit home to me that this is our bonus year for Dee Dee. To say right before the expansion draft that she had highly, highly, highly considered retiring. Like, we are lucky to watch a world-class goalie in general. But, like, to have her on our team. To have played multiple sports. To come from a very athletic family. They said on the broadcast this last weekend, her dad was a bobsledder, which is dope. That's awesome. That's so cool. She's, She's an immigrant from Bosnia. Like, there's just so much to be said about the resilience of Didi Heracic and her family. The big thing for me is that we're on bonus time. Like, I say, oh, this is borrowed time. Like, no, this is bonus. Like, we were lucky with this. And I'm I'm just, I just want to talk about Didi because I think she's great. She's a fan favorite. Like, definitely. Everybody, I think everybody loves Didi. And I think a lot of the struggles that the team has been dealing with have been evident through her, like her facial expressions, because you just see the frustration of like, it doesn't have to be like this. Why is it like this? She's very expressive in how she plays and and how she communicates on the pitch. But I definitely, I definitely think we're going to see Dee Dee smiling a lot more. And I'm excited for that. Yes. Well, I'm glad that 
you 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 pick the back line basically to to keep an eye on and <laughs> pretty <much. laughs> and that me that makes my job easier because then I get to just I'm I get to see the back line and from where from where we sit kind of makes sense too we're like right in front of that goal so whenever they're they're playing mm-hmm. defending our half of the field they're gonna be right in front of us so we've yeah. got Jasmine Spencer number three number we've three. got Paige freaking Nielsen which. Add a little emphasis on freaking not real, not real middle name. <laughs> Number. Yeah, it's probably something nice like Nicole <laughs> or something like normal. It's not freaking. She deserves it, though. Number 14. And then we've got Dee Dee in number 13. But I mean, honestly, you don't really need to know her number. She's the one standing in the goal with the big gloves, the big Mickey Mouse gloves. So, yeah, big Mickey Mouse gloves in a completely different color. Yes. So if you can't figure out what. Look for the highlighter uh, color. <laughs> Yeah, look for the highlighter and our defenders, and you're good. That's yeah, easy. There you go. So, do we have any players we should be watching on Houston, though? Who's who's gonna give us some trouble, possibly? Yeah, I want to make a quick note. Two of their heavy hitters, Shea Grom and Michelle Prince, are both out with season-ending Ooh. injuries, which, like, it's super super sucks for Houston and for both of them because those are never fun, and I wish them the best. But I won't say it makes it easier for Angel City because that would discount the remainder of their team, and that's awful. But it it does t- like neutralize basically two big threats on their team. But Ebony Salmon, who for some unknown reason gets absolutely no respect. Nobody knows why. She's been on multiple different teams. She's been looked at for national teams like it doesn't make sense why ebony salmon is not like the the household name of women's soccer she's an absolute weapon and like i said she's been underutilized by a lot of the teams that she's played with but she is a huge threat like she'll come in off the bench because for some reason she's not starting and come in and just like make things happen and it's like oh okay so keep an eye out for her she's she's a forward she's a goal scoring machine when she's allowed to be basically when she's allowed to play and i i've asked multiple people i've seen it on twitter for years like why isn't ebony salmon starting why isn't she on this team why isn't she playing here why is like why I mean, it looks like one. I, it just looked her up really quick, and it, she's played in the in in the English league. She plays for mm-hmm. the English national team at the moment. Uh huh. So I mean, she she got the 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 snub of the last World Cup. Like there's there is scandal uh, in the the Ebony Salmon disrespect. It's just she's so good. <laughs> well, I hope but I hope we see Ebony, I hope we see yeah. good from her. Just not great in this match <laughs> yes i hope she has a great game i don't i don't hope she scores because i want us to score like 57 goals but yeah i i wish her the best because she's just fun to watch it's one of those where you're like oh i could watch her play forever that's the kind of player she is and back on my my defensive and goalkeeping soapbox jane campbell is the goalkeeper for houston she is actually one of the few goalkeepers to be drafted out of college. 
a lot of times goalkeepers are picked up in different ways, either from free agent, oh, not free agency, because that just started, but trades or like off-season pickups, things like that. It's not super common in soccer to draft goalkeepers, especially early on. But she had been involved with U.S. soccer, so different coaches knew who she was and had watched her kind of come up. And when they realized she was still available, Houston just like yoinked her out of the the pool of remaining players. And she's been on Houston her whole career. So she's like, she's super good. She is one of our women's or U.S. women's national team goalkeepers. And like, I mean, if you're goalkeeping at a professional level, you're already top notch. And then if you go national team level and World Cup and Olympics and all that, like, okay. You're real, real, real. Like, you're a different level of oh, good. Yeah. And a little sneak peek, keep an eye out on, on our feed. We're going to have, I don't know if I should say this because then it puts it on the record, a World Cup preview of the oh, yeah. U.S. women's national team and taking a look at some of our ACSC players and the national teams that they play for, too. So keep an eye out for those coming pretty soon. Yeah, it's almost World Cup time. It's super, super fun, super intense. Do you remember your first World Cup or Women's World Cup, I should say? Because I remember my first. We both grew up here, so we both have the, the 99ers in, in mind. Yeah. But the first Women's World Cup. Like, what that... was your first, like, where you actually, like, paying yeah, attention, where I was paying like... attention and not being, like, a teenager? <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> first one, I would say me, the... France, like honestly, it was this last one. Yeah, it, I mean, it's always it's always fun to watch during the Olympics, but World mm-hmm. Cup, I would say France was probably the first time where I was like actually paying attention and and taking a look as much as I could with with the teams. Yeah, mine. I started getting into it like 2011 ish. So my first World Cup was the 2015 Cup. Shout out to my friend Emily because it's her fault that I am who I am now <laughs> when it comes to women's soccer. You can find her at ACF the Games too. She grew up playing soccer, got me into the women's team. We worked together at the time and full on, it was just like the two of us and our manager in our department. And we would stream the games. We had a bracket hanging up on the wall. We would wear red, white, and blue. Like, we were like, America, USA. We were those people at work. This is the most patriotic. Nobody knew what to do with us. This is the most patriotic yeah, most of us will the get. the most patriarch I've ever been. Yeah. But that's that was my first. Like, I went to different USA, like, underground bars, things like that. Like, all it was very much, oh, this is, this is it. Like, this is what I'm here for. And it translated to the NWSL. And it's just... World Cup is so different and it's so much fun. But yeah, we will be doing a little recap and previews and all that good stuff for Women's World Cup. Great. So the the two players you called out were Ebony and Jane. So Jane being the the goalie, like we said, look for the highlighter (laughs) in the goal with the big gloves. And she like the way we know Dee Dee and her top bun, Jane has like platinum white hair. So You'll see them opposite ends, respective highlighter colors, Dee's top bun, Jane with the white hair. Nice. And then Ebony is yeah. a forward, so she's going to be attacking a mm-hmm. Dee, basically. And uh, she is the number nine, so if they're using her, 
she's going to be on that field. She'll be number nine. She'll be that threat that we're kind of keeping our eyes out. Definitely. So a little bit of history between the two teams. Last season, both games ended in a draw. So the first game was a 0-0 tie. The next game was 1-1. And this is our first matchup this year. Yes. First matchup of the season against Houston. And truly, like, anything is possible. Like, we could anything is possible. I don't know what's gonna happen. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. I think I think at this point, I think from the from the half of the season on, it should do the hashtag should just bring like just be bring the chaos. Yes. Because that's Noted. that's exactly That'll what be... it is. Every post will yes. have bring the chaos. <laughs> Absolutely. So a couple of like really random but fun and silly facts. Like Mara, you alluded to the fact that these women have had like full-on careers, multiple degrees. Like, they're very educated, very smart, very cool. Michelle Lozier, who plays for the Dash, also plays for the Nigerian national team. She went to Yale. Like, that alone. Like, what? She also, I want to make this, like, so, like during the season, like, while she's also being an active professional athlete, is a cancer research technician at Texas Children's Hospital. Like, that's just, like, what? Jeez. How do you have the time for that? Like, I know how much goes into being a collegiate athlete. Multiply that by like four to be a professional athlete. And then you still have time to go be a research tech at a huge children's hospital. Researching like a can- cancer, like, no less. I just, yeah, like you're a cancer research technician. That's amazing. One of the largest children's hospitals. Just wow. So like on the opposite end of that spectrum, you have like this prolific person doing all this crazy stuff research wise and and playing and all that to then switch gears to Alicia Chapman a few years back during their game against the Portland Thorns in Portland this same weekend was the annual furry convention in Portland. This is just like a random thing that exists on the internet. I'll try to find the video so that way it's posted somewhere on our channels. But the NWSL teams, when Snapchat first became a thing, would do like like channel takeovers, like where you would give your the, the team phone to one of the players, they would do stuff. But during this furry convention, the Dash were staying in the same hotel that was hosting the convention. And this happened multiple times to multiple teams for like six years. It was always that same weekend that Portland would have a home game the same weekend as the furry convention. (laughs) But Alicia Chapman went and interviewed different folks who were at the convention, like attending as furries, and then took it upon herself to interview other players and the coaches to what their first Sona would be. And it's a it's a hysterical (laughs) video because like, no one's getting made fun of. It's just silly. It's not one of those, like, calling out different things in a mean way. She's just, like, asking questions in a very curious and, like, what is this? Like, why is this all happening at the same time kind of thing? So I'll, I'll definitely find the video. But it's it's very silly and very, like, good-hearted. <laughs> and for those that might be asking what a furry is, this is basically just people <laughs> that people that like to dress up or personify as as animals essentially that's that's just all it is it's like you you 
feel comfortable. Like that's your kind of cosplay of sorts. So the fact that she mm-hmm. was just randomly asking, just I, just asking questions. I really want to like see. I really want to see this video now. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll send it to you afterward. But yeah, alrighty. So Sunday, June twenty fifth, five p.m. BMO Stadium. We're taking on the dash. Yep, it's Pride Night, like we said. Um, I looked it up on the website. There is a fan fest starting at one p.m. So get there early. There's usually music, DJ booths from every single sponsor they have that want to give you free drinks, giveaways, food, drinks, all the supporter groups, all the 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 fun, crazy people in that north side of the stadium that are drumming and and (laughs) singing and chanting and waving the flags and everything like that they're going to be out there everybody's super friendly so if you're there early come out talk to everybody hang out have fun there's going to be food from the sgs most likely food trucks all of the good stuff doors open usually 90 minutes early so if you really want that bandana giveaway that they're doing 90 minutes before the game get there and start lining up because people will be Lined up, drink in hand, like finishing whatever drink they have or finishing whatever yeah, they you can't have before they get in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there if you see me. Come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. If you just don't want to, that's cool too. Yeah. And if you don't happen to have a ticket to the game or you're not from LA locally and you're not going to be here, well, thank you for listening. And you can catch the game locally. It's going to be on Bally. SoCal, which is great because the announcers are very much our local ACFC announcers, just like yes. just like iHeartRadio and the Corner Kings being brought to you by Cedar Sinai. You're gonna <laughs> get that on Bally's, which is great. Everywhere else in the US and also in LA, I don't think it's been locked to your area, but Paramount Plus will be the place to watch. NWSLsucker.com will be the international place to stream it. And then iHeartRadio, just download the app and you can listen to the audio in English there. Or KWKW1330 Spanish Radio is where you can catch the game. There's so many ways to catch the game now. So let us know. Let us know if you're at a bar celebrating this Pride Night match and you got them to put it on the screens or if they already had it on the screens when you got there. Definitely. We hope to see you out there. Like I said, if you see me, come say hi. I'll be there meeting up with friends. We've walking around just being happy. We've got our beautiful faces <laughs> on Instagram. You can see us. You can come say hi. And yeah, it'll be great. And till the next one. Yep. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Bye.